when the tea just hits, boy. <laughs> Been waiting for that all day, huh? Oh, Lord. <laughs> ah. Hello. I almost said it, but we don't say that word on the Green Tea Collective. No Blessings. Green Tea. <laughs> Blessings. This is the Green Tea Collective, and we are an innovative conscious podcast that delves into higher reasoning, and we have unscripted, genuine discussion concerning meaningful issues. So let our collective tea simmer together as we sip on thought-provoking concepts. Get your tea ready. Here we go. Oh, boy. I think I'm going to need a double. Yeah, you needed this one today. I sure did. <laughs> it's been a day, y'all. It's been a day, but we're here with y'all, you know? Let me sip my tea. Today's topic. You ready? Yeah. We got a... We got a real one today. This This is... This is... This is intense. This is an important topic. It's an important one. Yeah. Trauma patterns. Trauma patterns. And you know, trauma by dictionary definition at the very least, is a deeply disturbing and distressing experience. And I happened to look through um, Chris Gardner because he just flashed up in my, in my mind a little while ago. And for those of you who may not know Chris Gardner, you may be familiar with a movie done by Will and Jaden Smith called The Pursuit of Happiness they starred in. Mm. this movie and this movie was based on the life of Chris Gardner he had some really hoo-ha times back in the 80s raising his son while being homeless and I remember seeing him I don't know whether it was on Oprah or one of the other talk shows but I remember seeing him give this interview and it stayed with me where he talked about you know Christmas time and during a period in his life, he was a teenager, there was a lot of abuse in his home. His mother particularly was abused by, I don't know whether it was his father or the male in the family, I believe it was his, some relation. And this particular day, I believe it was like Christmas Eve or close to Christmas day, you know, the, the abuse had escalated, the physical abuse had escalated. And, um, He found himself, because he was soaking in the bathtub, and he found himself where this man had come into the room. I don't, like I said, I'm not sure whether it was his father or stepfather or just a male relative. Mm-hmm. But he had come into the bathroom where he was in the bathtub with a loaded, pointed shotgun at his head. And basically, it's like, either you get out or you die. So here's this brother at, what, 14, 15? He was a teenager, so he was very much aware and this was in, you know, northern part of the U.S. So it was cold. Man. And he literally got out. It was the way of him surviving, you know. I want to live. But he got out soaking wet. And he remembers being butt naked on the street in the Dang. cold. And that's what stuck with him. So every Christmas, he can never get into Christmas because yeah. that's what that that episode did for him it in, and this is one of the things that we're going to touch on because you don't know what somebody's triggers are for their trauma Yeah. and whenever I hear um, 
people talk about, like particularly this time of year and certain people get down, it's like you don't know what people's triggers are, you know. Yeah. There's some deep-rooted trauma in our travelings. That's real. That's real. Yeah, and just the, um, I mean, the heightened pressure of this around this of around this time as well. And you know, like you say, you don't know. You know, people people have relatives who transition during this time, and you know, this time of year comes around, and it's like it's just a reminder. But I think with with trauma, like that happened when he was fourteen, but it's kind of it's 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 amazing how these things kind of stay with us into our adulthood. And some of us, um, I think that we, as a defense mechanism, we may tuck it away or even for a period of time, if, you know, we forget it's there and you can just be going about your life and, uh, you know, something like you said, a trigger can just bring something back to your, to your remembrance that you had, you know, you kind of tucked away. Um, I think this topic is so important to speak about, um, I, especially for our people. Because I think that was well, let me speak for that, especially in, in the Bahamas, I know that there are people who have who live every single day, yeah. you know, with with just you, people wonder what like why is this person so tight or why is this person you don't know what this like you know, even working at um my last job, you know, where you're expected to basically have a smile. It was in the hospitality industry and they're telling you like, oh, when you come, leave your problems home, but you don't know what these people are going through, mm -hmm. you know, dealing with and, you know, some of the conversations I've had with people, you know, during my time there, I think I, I mentioned it before, made me grateful <laughs> for the problems I had. And I know you told me to talk about, you know, phrasing it differently, but just when you realize like what people are navigating through every single day, what it takes to just put on their clothes, get up and brush their teeth every morning mm -hmm. and come and just, it's uh, it's a lot. And I don't think that we're very, we're, we're not trained to look within and we're not trained to confront what's going on with ourselves. It takes, uh, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of strength, but it also mm -hmm. takes time. This is a luxury that some people may not have. Some people are stuck in their situation and they don't have the luxury to really dive in or you know think about it I understand and I feel you on that tip but I beg to get differ mm. to a degree because um, it doesn't take a lot of time because it's not something particularly with when you have complex trauma deep trauma generational trauma mm. you make inroads you can make inroads every day every day and little it's like there's baby steps that you take it's all right as long yeah. as you're moving as long as you're not sitting in it and saying, you know, disconnect and saying, you know, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. And everything comes in stages, you know. I worked through a lot of my trauma. Mm -hmm. And it was a process. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And it took even people around me, you know, as I was growing on this path to say, you know, yo, you need to look at that. Because if you don't, it's going to, you know, you live long enough, it's going to come back yeah. on you. You cannot skip around, dance around and say, I, I just yeah. don't want to talk about that. Don't want to deal with that. Yeah. And even if you, you know, if you don't, like I said, I've seen generational trauma. I've yeah. seen trauma carried through generations, sure. just like DNA and characteristics are carried on that genome. They yeah. can be carried emotionally, mentally, spiritually. They can be passed so, down. So Do you really want that for your line, no. for your family tree? For yeah. your, no, no, yeah. no. 
we're about breaking generational mm. curses, man. Mm. And, and, and it's real. It is passed along. Uh, it's encoded. Some of the, you know, that trauma is, and you're not just dealing with yours, you know. And then bringing up uh, back to our people and, and what we went through, what our ancestors went through as we approach on this new decade, like, you know, the travesty that was slavery and the practices that were carried out. Um, when you when you start reading into some of these things about buck breaking and how they systematically broke a will or, or not I can't say will but broke just broke a mentality or mentally crippled or tried to you know break the mental fabric of an entire people mm-hmm. you know through it all we survive we're still here and that's the that's 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 the that's the thing as well because we have this, I think that black people have this strength of saying, you know, I don't care what happens to me, I'm gonna keep going, it's this resilience. And you know, the, the rose and the concrete kind of vibe. And I think that because of this, this, this prevents a lot of people from looking in within, especially men, mm-hmm. because you know, the act of being vulnerable or you know, or delving into the weaker parts of ourselves, we we are we're uncomfortable with it because we don't think that it's strong, and we don't think that we have the space to and and the platform to. And I think that it's not something that we're really taught, um, which is why I really want to talk about this. So not not only just to talk about what's happening, but to give people, you know, solutions, tools. things, yeah, yeah, tools that that they can use, and um, to to kind of nap to to navigate past yeah. the hurt, you know, because... Um, and it's not just hurt, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, mm. Just a little quick aside, because I remember um, back in Bermuda, I can't remember the actual year. It must have been a year that I was home <laughs> because I've been in and out a bit. Mm. The first African Diaspora Heritage Trail Conference, mm. that was pivotal. It was phenomenal. Mm. Looking at you know, the, the the people of the diaspora, the African diaspora. And there were these, there was this group, I'll never forget it. There, there were a husband and wife team, the Ragsdales, I can't remember their first name, but they actually kept, um, they had an exhibit. This was held at Southampton Princess back in Bermuda. I'll mm. never forget it. They had an exhibit of basically the enslavement memorabilia down to some of the shackles and chains. They, I mean, it took up a whole conference room. They had an exhibit. When I'm telling you they had an exhibit, they had an exhibit. Mm. And I was with a very good sister girl, ace girl of mine, and it took us, I think, a good three attempts just to walk in the room Mm. because the energy was just so, it was heavy. You can feel it. And it's, it, I'm telling you, man, to actually look at the chains that they mm. had our ancestors in. And there, I remember talking to this one sister. She was from, I believe she was from Alabama. And she says, I wanted to go in there, but I was just too mad. And that's another part of trauma, too. You know, like you visit a place where the anger is, mm. is all kinds of emotions, but anger can sometimes really, yeah. because it is like a rage. It's yeah. a fire-breathing, all-consuming dragon, and yeah. dealing with trauma brings all that out, yeah. you know, and dealing with that, too. So people want to, like, oh, I don't want to go there. Don't go there. Yeah. Do not go there. I've, I've been there. I've mm. been there. Mm. And you can't step around that either. Yeah, that energy, that's yeah. real. You know, and, and that's... 
that's a real reason why I think that there are a lot of black people who do not want to look back. Um, they don't. They don't like to. They don't want to feel those emotions. And because you know, when this we, in a sense, people feel like they're kind of cut off. Uh, I think it's 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 you can't. You're not cut off from what happened. Like you you open your eyes. Okay, we're in this day and age. And the world is so different, you know. A narrative has been passed along from generation to generation. I think it's five, four, five generations back where we're looking at, or maybe more, you know, where we're looking at, um, where we're looking at slavery, and or just the world being a different place than it is right now. And people don't want to feel that mm -hmm. you know it's it's just very uh, you know being comfortable with where we are and um my i don't think that you can i don't think that you can avoid it as a black person in this world in order to truly empower yourself and move and embody the essence of who you are and, and walk with you and be liberated and be with your full strength you have to look you have mm -hmm. to see you have to hear the stories you have to you have to know how bad it was and find a way to master whatever emotion that invokes in you whether it be fear whether it be bitterness whether it be sadness mm -hmm. we these are all emotions that you know in this world we we just want to be happy like we just want to be happy but these are emotions too biologically they're programmed and they serve a function and, and so yeah and when you come through the other side yeah and i'm speaking as a person who still has got ways to go you know you realize that this is a journey yeah it is definitely a marathon it ain't a sprint mm -hmm. and when you come through the other side of some of these places where your trauma is mm -hmm. i'm telling you the freedom that you will feel the empowerment that yes. you will feel is worth the work that yeah. you have done, I'm telling yeah. you. That's where your power and lies. you will reframe things. Like, I never say, and I rarely use the word never, but I I, I don't. I, I have to even look back to say, do I ever say that sometimes? Like, no, I don't, because it's been reframed for me. Mm. I never refer to my ancestors as slaves. My ancestors were mm. not slaves. They were enslaved. There's mm. a difference. Yes. They never surrendered. They broke people yes Real. but the spirit they never broke. say that again our ancestors were not slaves they mm. were enslaved mm. there's a difference so i always call it the enslavement period i mm. will not from that point of my release mm. from that mm. i've never referred to them and you know i'll hear people say it in conversation Real. and i know everybody's at a different level of growth and understanding but yeah. i reframe it in the energetic space for them it's yeah. like our ancestors weren't slaves, Jack. Never. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. I think that's important. <sighs> Man. But let's deal with our own personal traumas. Yeah, let's get back. Our own personal traumas. We started talking one day. And to be honest, I'm using a British phrase, to be honest. They say <laughs> to be honest here. We just like, you know, in all honesty. <laughs> you know, end of, it, yeah. But in all honesty and to be honest. We started doing a podcast the other day and we had to stop. Not so much we had to stop. I stopped it because I'm like, the vibe ain't right. Something's happening. I told him with my nephew. Something was wearing on him. He didn't sleep well. I'm like, 
I'm not going forward in this because this is mm -hmm. a conversation. Yeah. We, we don't deal with pretense and all that other facade. Yeah. It's real. And I said, let's stop. You know, we ain't doing this because, yeah. you know, we ended up having a session. Yeah. A session because what did it start with? You know, my accent, I think you talked with your grandmother. Yeah. First time since the hurricane or since you left. Which one was it? First time um, both. Yeah. Both, yeah. So just for some background for, for, for those of you who may not have heard the first podcast or, you know, may, because, you know, you can't just assume that everybody knows everything. That's true. The island of Abaco, Bahamas, where my nephew was from, and he literally left a few months before this happened, was struck by a category, was it category five hurricane that decimated the entire island. Yeah. And... It was traumatic, to yeah. say the least, yeah. was it not? It was. It was. I was 4,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, life hit all at once. Um, and it was so hard. It was so hard. For a long time, I felt helpless. Um, yeah, man. It, it, it was rough. It was rough. Um, but... I th I'm proud of the work that I did. I'm proud of the fact that, you know, I admitted it to myself that I, I stopped and I, and I took a look at what was really going on. Um, and that period, it was so much more than just the hurricane. Um, it was a real storm, literally, in my life. Um, lost an important relationship, lost a grandfather. And this was also the first time that I had spoken to my grandmother since mm -hmm. my grandfather had passed away. And um, I was dealing with guilt that day. I didn't, I didn't, I hadn't even, because it was the night before with the five hour time difference. I hadn't even had a chance to, to realize what it was, what was going on with me. But in that fashion that we were talking about earlier, I was just trying to push through it and just, mm -hmm. and move and, and not take the time and space to sit with myself and say like, well, Asha, how do you really feel about, you know, everything that happened? And um, yeah, we we sat down and it just wasn't flowing. I'm so glad you you stopped the podcast because we were able to talk. And then this this topic kind of organically came out and it and it felt like this is what we're supposed to yeah. be talking about first. Because yeah. this wasn't what we were gonna be talking no. about in the last podcast. It yeah. stopped. It's like okay, nope, 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. nope. <laughs> We woke up in we woke up in the morning. Everything like we did everything like you know prepped like it just wasn't it wasn't flowing. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm really glad that, mm. that that we stopped to do it. I I've been glitching, y'all. I've been having glitches. I don't know if anybody has you you when you come to a certain level of self awareness, you realize like when you're not there or you're doing stuff that is just like. And I'm the kind of person. And that's I, symptomatic. <laughs> yeah. It's symptomatic of right. trauma. It can be some very much symptomatic. I think so. Trauma. As when you're when you're not allowing yourself to feel certain things, then you kind of you can find yourself blocking out reality mm -hmm. or kind or even like I literally felt glitches where it felt like it might be weird to say, but it just felt like I was flashing between two worlds all of all at once or like. I was meeting two different energies at once and I like a tectonic plate kind of like when they rub together it just felt 
really quick. Re- yeah, enjoy. really weird. Like, and I'd and, be looking at people, yeah. and people are still in the room, mind you. Like people, mm-hmm. you know. And I just didn't know how to express it, but you know, trauma. And, and then you had those symptoms of like where you had said certain things, and like we had answered you, yeah. and you still acted like. You hadn't said this thing, so you come as like we said that already. You remember? You yeah. was like, yeah. So yeah. the symptoms are, are important for us to talk about, like different things. So if you have, if you and granted, mm-hmm. please don't take this too much. Like, oh, I'm having, I've had a traumatic experience. You, you, you look at this just like you know when people talk about symptoms from physical conditions, yes. like. Okay, um, have you experienced fever, coughing, this, this, right. this? Some symptoms are very common. You right. mean they, 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 the commonality goes across so many different issues, right. so many different conditions. And also, it's and also then there not... are some things that you know are more specific. But when they add all up, you can say, okay, well, this let me just look deeper. And that's yeah. what people do in the medical field. Yeah. They will look at the symptoms that you have. And they'll investigate. They won't just immediately say, oh, you got pains in your chest. You got to have a heart attack. Right. No, they will look and they'll put together a picture. Right. So let those symptoms be a picture for you. Right. Put them together. I also want to point out mm-hmm. that um, it's also not just a, it's not isolated to your trauma. Like the mm-hmm. reason I've been having glitches isn't only because of yeah. trauma, brain Excellent fog. Excellent point. You know, it's, point. it's also, but you know, there's other factors that come yeah. to mind. Have you been sleeping well? Have you been eating your diet? All of these things. Yeah. Um, wellness, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all about balance, and we're we're big on that. At the, my aunt does not let me. <laughs> she does not. We don't do a balance in this house. Yeah. We don't yeah. do a balance in this house. No, you we know, don't. You, there's not. I don't have the luxury to kind of ignore um, where thing, and I, and I'm grateful for that. I appreciate that. Um, um, yeah, man. So get back to this conversation of with your grandmother. Why hadn't you spoken with your grandmother? Because you hadn't called your grandmother before you even left the Bahamas, not even to say goodbye, or your grandfather. Right. That brought up I a guess lot we're for going, you. We're going there. We're going that deep. Well, you, you, you brought up the <laughs> grandparent thing. So. I, okay. I have, we've, we've isolated it. We figured out a lot of the reasons why. Because that really did bug me. And honestly, I couldn't put a finger to why that happened. I couldn't consciously explain. I just know I felt guilty about it. Mm-hmm. Before I left, I did. we went up, because um, they live in uh, Foxtown, which is about a two hour drive. And I went up there before I left, I was leaving for the UK. I didn't tell her that I was leaving for the UK. I spent the day with my, my last day with my grandfather. Um, and wasn't it your mom who had told you to go up there and yeah. go see your grandma? Yeah, she did. Yeah. And I was glad that I did. Mm-hmm. And we had an amazing day, you know, such wisdom. They were talking to me about stuff. And um, like I said, it was my grandfather's last day on earth. And Cyborg, I just got to say that, like, you don't know. Speak to you, it. You don't know just when. Know. Listen, if you have a moment. You got to cherish the people that are in your life, man. Because, man, I, I don't know what I would do if I didn't listen to my grand, to my mom and, and go up and take that trip. I'm so glad that I did, mm-hmm. just to see him one last time. And he was, when, I, when we got there, he was like, um, he was in his room. He hadn't gotten up for, for a long time. He had heart, heart problems, and it was difficult for him. But when he saw me, man, he like... He got up. He got up wow. in the living room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we were just there. We I just, can see him now. <laughs> yeah, 
And uh, we just had a good conversation. And I didn't say that I was moving to the UK. That was the last time that I saw my grandfather alive. Um, fast forward, hurricane, uh, trip, all of those things. And, you know, I called her and she said that, you know, you didn't even tell me, you know? And I guess she was looking for an explanation and I didn't even have one to give her. And all I could do is apologize, but I don't even think I did it in the full, I was just, it was uncomfortable. So I wanted to, you know, like I didn't even fully embrace her forgiveness. And um, I looked in her eyes and she was saying that it was okay, but I looked in her eyes and I could see that she it, was hurt. it really hurt. Yeah. It really hurt her. And let and me that, just inject that mom, grandma is like one of the best grandmas you want to be around in your life. Mm. She is the sweetest, wisest. She is my grandmother. <laughs> okay. Mm. She yeah. is that sweet boy. Yeah. It's a beautiful soul. Yeah. Beautiful soul. Still walking around, yeah. gracing us with her presence. Mm. So you were saying um, that, yeah, she, yeah, that would hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So. What came about was there was some sort of a memory something happening with you. Like what you, you started to question when we were talking about, well, why do I do that? It didn't even cross my, my mind, mind to, to let her to know. Let, like, yeah. Like and this was the pattern that you have had instances prior yes. that where it doesn't even enter into your consciousness that, you know, because it's logical. You're going, you tell someone you're going, yeah. you tell the people you love it. Why, and that's where it started. It's like, why is it that this isn't even crossing my mind? And what trauma does to the brain? Yeah. It affects your memory. I think it's a real dissociation kind of vibe I got yeah. going on. Yep. I think I kind of just step yep. away so I don't, you know. How far do you want to go into that? Do you want to hit this five years thing? Because what yeah. was the first thing I, one of the first things I asked you not long after you got here, and that just blew me away. Is it okay <laughs> if I mention that? Yeah, so of that course, you, he, This Welcome brother, back. my nephew, it's something how things happen in families. He told me, because he, I had asked him something about school and he couldn't remember. I'm like, yeah. you know, I'm like, how can you not remember what school you went? <laughs> he said, you know, Ani, I've never stayed in one place for more than five years for my whole life. And I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Never in one place. I was like, dang. <sighs> I like, in my brain, I was just going, okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> that explains a whole heap, but then there's a whole lot of stuff. I like, because he couldn't remember what school he went. I was like, how can yeah. you not remember what school you were doing? But oh, that, like, that, that question, that line of question, and that's why I'm so grateful for this podcast. And I know mm. that it's going to bring, it's going to help a lot of people because I, did not know that that was the answer that I really needed to take another dive and delve. Yeah. I had done a lot of work. Before you met me, I had done a lot of work on my own. Mm -hmm. But it never occurred to me, like, dang, Asher, you you moved a lot. And one of the, the you know, exercises you gave me, you're like, you know, write it down on a piece of paper. It took three pieces of paper. 
how much times I, how much times I moved, where you know, like what my situation was. I was living with this person. Okay, now I'm over here. Now I'm, you know, I'm in Costa Rica. I'm in Georgia. I'm in North Carolina. You know, I'm in Florida. Now I'm yes, it's like dang, like I'm in Bermuda. I'm yeah. in the Bahamas. I'm. I was just in so many moves. so many different moves. And, and let me just give context that just because a person, because everybody's everybody's center and balance and experience is different. So it's interesting, okay, just because a person moves, that's gonna be trauma for yeah. that person. Everybody is unique. But you know, I didn't so, even realize that yeah. it was traumatic. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing for me is because It was traumatic for me hearing it. Like <laughs> I was like, I ain't even know. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew about the first one before <laughs> she left. All of a sudden, you're in Bermuda, and then you weren't. And I kind of heard that. Yeah. But Dan, I don't even remember saying getting ready. I don't remember even being able to say goodbye to you because you must have been what five, six. Yeah, I was young. You it was were a young. lot of movement. I was a lot of movement. And while Dan I was, was like, young. I remember hearing about Costa Rica. Yeah. That part I heard about. But then Fourth, after that, 14. I just I was just I was lost. Of course, you were in the Bahamas, and then you were going to Costa Rica. It's like yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize it was all of that. I was like, dang. Super grateful for that experience, by the way. I, uh... Yeah, I didn't realize that it was traumatic. I I realize now that I kind of... I've shaped my personality and able to be able to to kind of cope with that. To cope with being away from loved ones, from being miles away, like thousands of miles away from... time zones. From loved ones, and... um, Mm -hmm. You know, it, it it definitely shows itself, and this is one of the ways that it that it, it reared its head. You know, the fact that okay, wait, there's some work to be done. Um, because who does this? That's your grandma. She loves you. You didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And even back to Costa Rica, um, you know, I lived with a host family for a year, and there was this this lady, this beautiful uh, lady, uh, Tika, Untika, que. That's, her name is uh, Gatika, and she took me in. I stayed with her family for a year. I had a host brother, Mar- Mar- Marcos, we called him Marquitos, Anthony. I had a host sister named Sophia, and this lady, she cooked for me. She made sure that I was okay. She provided, you know, she made sure I was safe. She orchestrated things for me, and when I left, I mean, she loved me like her own son, and we really did forge like a connection. Um, she she used to ground me. <laughs> I got grounded you know, a couple you're of you're times. Real you know, it you was got, real. Yeah. You got the same discipline everybody else got. <laughs> yeah, because there there were times, and she taught me a lot of lessons as well. Um, and when I left, man, I just remember looking back, and she, there was real tears in her eyes. She was crying because mm-hmm. I was. She shared her home with me for a year, and I really. You know, there was so much love in the house and, you know, I left and I didn't stay in contact. Like I didn't call. I, you know, I may have called once or twice, but then it's like months, years go by and it's like still nothing. And I remember, I just, in that moment, in that space that we were in the other day, it's like you yeah. look at these things, man. And it it's triggered like, and you they're see tucked the away. You, yeah. Like you forget. Mm-hmm. You kind of forget. But then something that's exactly yeah, that it, it triggers. triggers. That was a, that was, yes. <laughs> what happened in the podcast before that we tried to start, it was a trigger. I was triggered and I didn't even recognize the space I was in. But man, I just, I got work to do, mm-hmm. but we all do. We all, you do. know what I'm saying. We all got things and issues <laughs> that we have to work through, mm-hmm. and um, so I just encourage you 
you know, to, to be real with yourself mm-hmm. and recognize that these there are things that, that are in your life right now that you may not even be aware of that aren't serving you. Yeah. You know, and especially as we transition forward, um, as we move forward through life, you know, you kinda wanna shed the things that don't that don't serve you. Yeah, they're too you heavy. Know, you don't need to be carrying that. No extra weight. And sometimes you don't even realize that you're carrying that until something you comes really up. You really don't. <laughs> then you finally shed. It's like, whoa, I feel, how could I be carrying You can breathe. You, I finally yeah. just, you take a deep breath. I, like, that's the sign that you're doing some, some yeah. good work. It's like, yeah. <sighs> you find yourself just breathing deeper. Like, whoa. Whoa. You're like, whoa. Like, yeah. I remember reading this book. I'm a book bookaholic. Yes, she is. I make new qualms about it i love me some books because you just learn so much there was this one book that i remember reading aphrodite's daughters i have it up there somewhere and it was it's it's you know real life accounts of women and i remember this one sister detailing and this was like you had to hold your head through this one it was such horrific abuse that she described in such detail i was like She was a young child still when this happened. And in the book, because this had happened so many times and it was just gonna be so bad, she said, I could feel, it was like my guardian angel came down and lifted me up out of my body. And she was kind of like, as a part of like, well, where are we going? It's like, and she was looking down at herself and the spirit was kind of saying, you know, I don't think you really wanna stay down here for this. So she looked down and saw what was about to happen to her. It's like, no, I don't think I need to stay here for this either. So she kind of left. Abuse happened. Then she comes back into her body. And you kind of look at, um, you know, um, like I used to really not set well with people that would say, you know, and I guess it's, you know, people say cliches that they've heard other people say when they don't know what else to say. Mm. You know, oh, the Lord never gives you more than you can bear. And Mm. I'm like, you know, what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, you know, I know people kind of really mean well sometimes, but there was things that just didn't sit. And I was like, well, how much, you know, particularly when you see levels of abuse beyond, like, it, it even, yeah. It's like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah. And this, this little girl had just been through, I mean, she'd been raped. She'd been, you know, to the point where... It just seemed like no, but not only her mother and father didn't even really care about her anymore. She was just like cannon fodder. And when I hear people say stuff like that, oh, only as much as you can bear. I'm like, there's definitely times when it's too much. And what happens energetically when it's too much for you, your spirit actually, whether you believe in all this stuff or not, there is a part of you that leaves. Yeah. Because the trauma is too much. It's too much for you to process, deal with. It's too much pain. It's, it's just too much. And when we're going through whatever our traumas are, there are coping mechanisms that people engage, whether they're aware of it or not. It's not something that somebody has to teach you. Maybe your coping, coping mechanism was shutting down. Maybe your coping mechanism was distracting yourself with something else. Maybe your coping mechanism was, okay, finding a way to justify that maybe you deserved what happened to you. But that coping me- mechanism can stay with you and kind of become a part of that trauma pattern for you. So 
it doesn't necessarily really serve you outside of that trauma. It got you through, okay, you're alive, you know, you may be like, there were times when I'm like, man, I can't even, I don't know if I can form complete sentences. It was that traumatic. Yeah. It got you through, but you don't need to hold on to that. Yeah. And what happens is when we don't heal through that trauma, you can repeat those coping mechanisms because they become so much a part of your neural net. And it's like, okay, now it becomes unhealthy. So, okay, if your coping mechanism was, okay, I'm going to shut down. Then you get in a great relationship, lovely person. This is like the person of my dreams. But then something happens because as relationships do, and it doesn't matter whether it's a love relationship, business relationship, whatever type of relationship it is, you're going to have a conflict about something and it may be or whatever the trigger is and you shut down. That's not what you want because this is the relationship you want, right? Yeah. But you've got this pattern that's ingrained and you're like, okay, how do I, how do I get rid of this? Mm. So that's where this all starts. Recognizing that there's something that has happened and we've all, I would like to, if, if there's ever a person in life from this time of start of life, you know, forward to infinity, infinity. Whenever, however long life has been here, that someone who has lived on this planet who has not experienced trauma, I would love to meet them. <laughs> Maybe there's somebody who's like, you know, lived on a mountainside as a hermit or, you know, as a ascetic somewhere. But, you know, I just, yeah. there are things you can't get away from. So let's look at how, how we address this. Mm. First step, definitely acknowledgement. Because mm. denial it's a river in Egypt, but it won't serve you. Will it? Will it, Asha? Won't serve you, will it? <laughs> it won't serve you. Great for a boat ride. I like that one. <laughs> it's a river in Egypt. Won't serve yeah, you. Man. Acknowledge. Yeah. And I can't say this enough because in the spaces where I've had to deal with my trauma, I've had, you need a team. And it, even if it's not necessarily a physical team of people who you trust, You've got an energetic team. Your ancestors stand by you 100%, 24-7-365. They don't take a vacation. You are the most important. Mm. You've got an ancestral team. Mm. And I'm a firm believer of family. Angels, family by blood. You got family by spirit, family by other means. So don't think, okay, if I can't find anybody in my family... You know who your tag team is. Where? You know who the people you can call. Doesn't matter whether it's three o'clock in the morning. You know who your people are. So there's seen the people who are on this realm and there's unseen. You got ancestors. Hmm. Whatever spiritual belief you have, you know, it don't matter whatever serves you for your support team. And when I have my support team in place, they were the people that kind of stood around me and because you have to be careful because some people, you know, if it was somebody who didn't understand what I was going through, they would have, I could see them now. Do, 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 do. Can you come and pick this person up and take them to a mental institution? Mm. No. Because mm. when you're releasing that deep level of trauma, it can look like all kind of things to people who yeah. don't have a clue. So that's why you need the people who you trust around you. Right. They're going to think, okay, you're having a nervous breakdown or are you on drugs? Mm. Particularly if they, because I've been, I've been there where somebody said, oh, go to the hospital. I went to the hospital. They thought I was on drugs. 
me who's never taken a thing in my life. And I'm like, dang, you can't be around everybody. Find your team. Mm. Mm. And it don't have to be like a whole heap of people. I had one person with me that held things down. Yep. That's true. That's great advice. Yep. What else? Um, when, when dealing with trauma, if you had... Um, <clears throat> what's the... What, what do you say to the person who's never who's never faced their trauma before. What do you say to them if they're looking for guidance? If something has triggered and it's brought it up for you, it's definitely a time to take a look at what brought you to this point. Look for patterns. Like with you, your patterns were memory lapses. Like memory, it's almost like a, why couldn't I even think of this? Because you remember the other day, we were playing, we were, we were playing this game. Some call it reversi, some call it Othello. And there was just something where it's like, why can't I see this? Mm. And it's a small thing, but everything, microcosm, macrocosm. Yes. So you can see the big things by looking at the little things. Mm. So I'm looking at this game and I'm wondering, why does this, why does my nephew keep whooping my, you know what? Because <laughs> I'm like, I literally can't, I was like, you know what I had to do? I had mm. to change my perspective because of the angle that I was at. I wasn't seeing very mm. clearly. But once I came and changed my angle and kind of got a bird's eye view, it's like, that's why I can It doesn't matter. You can go down the whole science route. It doesn't matter. You can see, you can see. No, everybody sees things in their best light differently. Mm. Maybe for you, you need to have a certain perspective to mm. see things. Mm. So I would say definitely Look at what you're take a take time. You have to get quiet to do this. Mm. You can't and you know, it don't matter if people don't understand. I am so past the point of caring what people really think. Yeah. I'm like, this is my life, this your life. You only get one. Yeah. I ain't living the rest of my life dealing with all this heaviness. So you need to definitely get yeah. still, get quiet. And if you're afraid to get still or quiet, that's where, like I said, that's have right. your team. Yeah. Have somebody who's not afraid of being still and quiet. Yeah. Ancestors, they ain't afraid of nothing. Yeah. That's why I love that. You know, because there are times when you, you know, you by yourself. Yeah. And you look at those patterns. Maybe you need to write down what some of those patterns are. I found that mental house cleaning, I gave that exercise to you once, didn't I? Mental house cleaning is excellent. I learned this in the in a in a class called the Silver Method, but you can learn it anywhere. I, I I do remember hearing it in other places as an exercise, and that's where you just take out a piece of paper. And this doesn't matter. You don't have to worry about grammar, punctuation, anything like that. And you just start. You just you know you clear yourself some space, and you just start writing. The first thing, anything and everything that comes to mind, you censor nothing, you worry nothing about grammar. And when you get to a point where you can't think of anything else to write, just keep writing, can't write, can't write, can't write. Just mm -hmm. keep writing, can't write across the until something else comes up. So you're basically freeing up a part of yourself. You're taking all those obstacles and blocks away and whatever comes up that's on that page, that came out of you. Don't judge it. It's not, it's not a thing. Nobody else has to even see it. 
but take a look at what's on. You may, if you haven't done this, because there are times if you haven't done it for a while, you may have to do a couple of these because you got a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. When you get to the point where you cannot literally, you you you'll know when. Okay, that's enough for right now. Have a look through what you've written. That's a good starting place. Yeah. Where is that coming from? If I'm writing, man, I hate this or I hate that or I can't stand. Where is that coming from? Delve a little deeper. Now. Please, please understand me when I say this, because I know some people would like to go the conventional route of going in for counseling. And if that's for you, fine, that's for you. I'm one of those persons that's not for me. But I do understand that is for some people. So if that's the way you wish to address it, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, that is fine. But for those people who don't want to go that route, and would like to look at alternative ways of addressing their trauma, or at least maybe let me just take the top off it before I go to the counselor or whatever. These are just some ways that, you know, that have helped me. And after you finish doing that right, you know, after that page is full and you do use both sides of the paper, you can write on top of whatever you've written. It's, it's not about aesthetics. It's about getting it out. Yeah. That once you've got it out, there are so many different ways of releasing that. One of my favorites is I would burn it. I take mm. it out. Okay, I'm releasing all this stuff. Yeah. Burn it. You can rip it as long as you displace that from your energetic field yeah. to let that go. That can be a start of the process. It can be a signal to all those guardians that are there to assist you that I want to get through this. I don't want to yeah. carry this anymore. You will find that they will come in to help you every day. Because like I said, this is not necessarily a one-step-and-done process. Yeah. You, It took time baby steps, for baby you to get step. to this point. So this is one of your baby steps that you can yeah. take. I found that's don't, very helpful. Don't underestimate yeah. the baby steps. If you can don't just do, underestimate do one steps. small thing, mm -hmm. you know, over time it builds up. Yeah. Continue doing the healing work. It's trust me. It is worth it's it. It's so worth it. And and as a people, mm -hmm. we we need you to heal. Yeah. We need you. You're to needed. Heal. You are us. We are you. Yes. You know we are all connected. And I know specifically, you know, you get in some of these communities and you see the pain instinct and what it's doing to to the community. Mm -hmm. Doctor Amos Wilson said that the love instinct is what makes a community grow. So when you see people killing one another, hurting one another, it's because it hasn't been able to. Why? Because we're we're pain. We we're at hurt pain. people. Hurt people. Exactly. But so we hurt, need you, you just, to yeah. heal. Our the generations after us need you to heal. Mm -hmm. You know, we we have to. We have to. We have to. Yeah. We have to heal. And the reason why. Let me just skip back to that whole counseling tip real quick. The reason why for me, I find. It does not serve for me um, is because of the way in which I find the approach Eurocentric mm -hmm. and it's it does not serve me or I find uh, us as a people. I mean, I look at it from the standpoint that this is part of the education and knowledge that I got through my university training. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they have these conventional block methods that they use. And in those methods, the format or the infrastructure is 
I'm the therapist, I'm the counselor, you're over here, you're the patient, you're the service um, person who's accessing this service. And there's this separation. I'm going to stay impartial over here, even though I'm going to help you and we're going to develop a rapport, but you're going to be over here. And in the Afrocentric approach that I've learned, it's like, no, we heal together. So in you healing you, I'm healing me as well. And I find that that approach resonates right with me. So after having that knowledge, I can't go back to that. Yeah, you're over here and I'm I'm counseling you, I'm analyzing, I'm, you know, processing and and you're over here and you're doing your healing. And I'm I'm like, no. Yeah. No. And I speak as a person who's done a little bit of healing work Mm -hmm. with with souls on the planet. And it's like, no, we're we're working whatever stuff that you bring to me. Yeah. That's brought up stuff that I need to address too on yeah. some level. Yeah. So I'm grateful because we're doing this together. Yeah. And the Eurocentric view and counseling and my view and in yeah. the experience that I've had in university, the way yeah. they convey the model, it doesn't do that. Yeah. It separates. I think that mm-hmm. hey, I think that's that's a topic in itself that yeah. we can we can dive into, you know, because it's like you look at it's this world. It's this world that we've been squeezed into and we didn't sign up for, mm-hmm. you know? But we've, we've had to adjust to it. And um, I forget what the quote is, but it says, being, I may butcher this, but being well adjusted to a world that is insane is no, it's not an accomplishment. No, it's not. <laughs> you know? It's so you're all right, actually, the world just nuts. And let me specify, the world is not the planet, it's the people, it's It's the the system. It's the system that governs this planet. Yeah, man. So, can I ask you, since starting this work on, you know, just this one trigger, of course, you know, there may be other things that you wish to discuss, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that a little later if you should so desire, but in starting this work, how do you feel after having started? Was it excruciating? Was it something that you wanted to put down? Is it something you want to continue? How do you feel? Do you mean in general or do you mean since the conversation? Since the conversation. It is still work that I need to do. I am not finished. Mm -hmm. I haven't even scratched the surface with some of the, and the way that I want to dive in, you know, certain circumstances haven't, don't really permit for me to, you know, have that level of isolation. But Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I am committed to. Um, Just knowing, like you said, acknowledgement, Mm-hmm. That step alone has yeah. given me that that kind of wow. gave me a breath from okay. Well, at least you know why it's going on. Right. You know what I mean. And um, so yeah, that's the, I'm still in that stage. I believe I haven't really sat down, haven't meditated, or mm. just you know found that space yet. Um, but that step alone is, yeah. is is a step in the right direction, and I feel better. Yeah. And that's I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something else in that toolbox that we can give you know, to those people who are listening in our conversation is meditation mm. and addressing that because don't feel like you have to go and sign up for a course yeah. to learn how to meditate. Right. It's really about you getting still yeah. and yeah. quiet. Yeah. Something as simple as getting still and quiet and focusing on your yeah. breathing. Because yeah. I know if people's like, oh, I was taught this method, but yeah. my mind just keeps racing and I can't stop thinking. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That needs that. to come out. Yeah. 
It's yeah. not people think that it's you know you criss you crisscross your legs and you you know yeah. um yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can meditate anywhere mm -hmm. you know it's best to do it in isolation but I remember even being in a restaurant super fast paced super stressful environment yeah. there were times where I stop and I'd count to fifteen I don't mm -hmm. care what's going on I'd be like up 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 and people would wait while I sat there with my green tea. <laughs> And I counted to 15. That's meditation. Or when you're yeah. in the you're in the shower, you know what I mean? And turn off the light. You mm -hmm. want the shower with the light on, turn off yeah. the lights. And you just sit there and let the water run over you and just focus on breathing yeah, and just be in that moment. You know, meditation isn't, Take that but it's time. so, 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 so important. And it's so simple. And it's you can really do it easy. anywhere. I remember, <laughs> brings me to mind when I was young, when I, when I had my daughter, when she was like, you know, three, four, five, running around. And we'd be on the ferry because that would be my time. I love meditating mm -hmm. on the water. Yeah. And we'd be going, you know, on the ferry, and she'd be running around. And you know, some people like, oh, my mommy's not sleeping. She's meditating. <laughs> so it's <was laughs> like, the way that's so cool. Because like, you have to take the you have to take the time wherever you yeah. can find it. And there are times like, you know, if I feel it and I'm walking along and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying to be unsafe. Yeah. But here's me. I'm walking along. Hey, I'm walking along the sidewalk. I'm walking along a dirt path, ain't nothing else around. I close my eyes. Yeah. I know the ground's underneath me. Yeah. I'm not going to keep walking in there, walking to a ditch somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's someplace where I'm been. I You can always find that space in that center. Yep. It's as simple as taking a breath yep. or closing your eyes yep. or saying to, just like you said, the person, <laughs> protect. That's my space. space. And yep. if I need five seconds or 10 seconds, yeah. To grab, to get to your, be, take yeah, that exactly. as your and meditation, that, and that's what people understood. Yeah, because you want me, you want me at my peak, right? So you know mm -hmm. that I have to be in the right frame of mind. Yeah, you deserve at least thirty, and this is you deserve more, but you mm -hmm. at least deserve thirty minutes to yourself a day to you, just you, just you. Speaking to all the mamas you know, and the papas and the everybody who's so busy, you yep. need time. With, you cannot keep going and going point. and going. You your body and your mind is not designed for that. Right. right. So yay. Get your tea. That's a form of meditation. Yep. That's what. <laughs> didn't What's I say that? this was a two a two tea conversation? <laughs> oh, like because I had a morning boy. Yeah, Work man. this morning was a morning, and yeah. I needed me some tea bad. Sip it. Sip it. Get Sip you some it. tea. Of course, we can't advise right on other that. things, you know, because other things are for other people <laughs> and whatever it is you need. So we're not advocating anything right, illegal right. or immoral. But everything but what, good and Yeah, whatever, you, whatever it is Balanced. you need. And balance. Don't get lost in the sauce. Don't. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, like, people, people told me on Green Tea Collective to get whatever it is. Like, please don't take this yeah. as an opportunity. We, we, we have conscious listeners. Yeah. We have awake awareness. It's all about balance. Yeah, it's about man. balance. It's about balance. And, yeah. you know, you talked about... Um, Self-medication for the people who, you know, mm -hmm. you're coping, you don't, you know, you write down your coping mechanism, see what it is. Because some, mm -hmm. for some of us, um, I always say this, like, some of us is going to the gym. Some yeah. of us is eating food, that, that ice cream, that cake. And you can eat mangoes. You know, so she'll get lost in them. Listen. <laughs> it's like to the one. point where you'll be next to her. You don't want to make a lot of noise or any sudden movements. Don't mess with me and my mango. Because <laughs> she's in that space. That's Ooh, meditation right there. That's my Ooh, boy, I tell you. I got friends who go into fruit like that. We're like, ooh. Leave me alone. 
that's all right. <laughs> it's about having that space. Absolutely. So please, 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 please take that time out for you. Because those it. trauma patterns will not go anywhere. Yeah, you deserve that. And on that note, we would like to thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And taking this time, we are the Green Tea Collective, full of antioxidants. Taking out all those free radicals, and we are so good for you. Drink loads. Get another cup of tea. Love and light. Bless us.